The Spirit empowered Jesus throughout his entire life hmm. to do everything he did. Just notice that when you're reading about all the miracles he did. And the Spirit was the sending agent of the church and yeah. the power in which they lived in and made disciples. Hmm. It's like they didn't have the stress of it. They had Jesus' life to see what he had done. And then he said, go out and do the same things. And then they just said, okay, well, like he did, I do what I hear the Father doing and what I've seen the Father do. There's no way to truly live as a Christian and make disciples apart from learning to daily speak to and listen to and walk in obedience to God's indwelt spirit. Can you imagine saying, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't really talk to God or I don't hear his voice? <laughs> well, I do when I tell him, I give him my to-do list, but I don't ask him like, what, what should I do with that neighbor? You yeah. know, or that guy that I met at the club or at the gym or at a cafe or something. This step is absolutely vital in living a missional lifestyle yeah. and making disciples. And without it, it may be the reason that so many people and full churches are not seeing the type of spiritual fruit in their lives and ministries that they really long for. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, 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 good to be back with you. How's your day going? You having a good one? I'm just finishing up a staycation here at the old house. And I've been getting a lot of projects done here, and I really needed to. Many of these I have put off for so long, I don't even know the last time I did a staycation. But this is how it works for me. I'd rather just put a big list together and knock it out. And the weather has cooperated for the most part, and it feels good to be making some progress on things that I know I need to get after. And that, that can be that way anywhere in life, right? This week, it was on my house, and a big part of that was cleaning my garage. Oh, <laughs> crazy. Hey, so last week on the podcast, Heath and I did part one of this talk on family discipleship and mission made simple. Today, we're going to get into part two and the rest of the seven foundational steps. If you're looking to begin to live as a family on mission or start a missional community or train others in this way, even if it's across your whole church. Now, again, please listen all the way through because at the end, I'll share a really cool opportunity for you to be able to jumpstart all this and receive some help getting started in all that. So here we go. Take a listen. So why don't you just give us a quick, really quick recap from last week? Okay, so we talked about last week. The setup was, and I'm going to do it real fast, is that there are some basic things that we have learned in training thousands of people all over the world to live on mission, sort yep. of a lifestyle of discipleship and mission. And there's some real basic foundational steps that without them, you really won't ever get to healthy missional community life, reproduction of discipleship and and community life and all that. Sure. So even some of us that find ourselves in missional communities or small groups and they're not really that rich or multiplicational or bringing lost people in, all that, maybe some of these steps were missed. So hmm. you can go back and listen if you missed that. So if you just somehow stumbled on this, please do that. Just pause right now and go back to that. But... Just as a reminder for those who did hear it and kind of put us right there, I'm going to share with you seven sort of simple but primary steps or moves towards moving towards a more missional lifestyle. The first one we gave last week was uh, learning to articulate a much bigger gospel, yep. one that touches every area of life so we can live as good news people, not sure. just good news about heaven, <laughs> but good news about all now. life. Yeah. Yep. Second one was bringing a new level of intentionality to our own family dinner nights. Mm-hmm. Like if we're not having them, start having them. And then how to make them beautiful mm-hmm. as sort of a, a model 
for how we eventually would begin to invite people sort of to God's table. Yeah. And then the third move was to then start to look outward and pick a place in your neighborhood or city that's like you're going to regularly frequent it mm-hmm. with the intentional move of I'm going to start building relationships with people. I'm going to get to know the staff. Yeah. I'm going to ask good questions, be generous. I'm going to start to build relationships with people and see where God leads it. It's not like I'm going out to drop off tracks, sure. <laughs> but I'm going to start frequenting a place that's near me because I want to do life with people versus, well, I'm going to invite people from work an hour away and some people I knew yeah, from exactly. over here. And they're going to be in my life, what, once a week? No, yeah. we're talking about living life on mission, a lifestyle. Yep. So those are the free, the first three steps that we kind of went over. And again, feel free to go back, listen to 152 again or for the first time if you didn't. Great. So now we get to move into step four of this, uh, what you call the seven moves to missional. What would number four be? Okay. So imagine now you've been for a while going to that place, the gym, cafe, pub, whatever it is, park, you know, in your yeah. neighborhood. And now what you want to start doing is you want to start to identify which new friends are leaning in to relationship. And I mm-hmm. use that term leaning in. Just physically think of someone who's interested in you, likes you. Yeah. They're not leaning away from you when you talk. They're yeah. leaning towards you. I can use the audio to work. They're not leaning away from you. They're, <laughs> They're leaning into you. I love that, yeah. Okay. And so you're looking for who is leaning in to relationship and a possible faith journey with you. And I just want to I want to really really encourage everyone that there are people that God has divinely appointed for you to do life with. Yeah. And and disciple because all of life is discipleship. So you're helping people move from unbelief to belief in every area of life. There are people that God has for you to do that with sure. in community. And we call these people, people of peace, mm-hmm. these folks. Okay. So they're the people and the folks that just seem easy to make friends with. Yeah. You know, you're out, you're at your place and you're like, well, that guy or that guy, they were super easy to get to know. Yeah. And they're like, man, like I think they're doing all the work. Yeah. Look for those who are open to you. They're interested in you. They like you and they, they might, already even know that you're a Christian or you have faith. It's an important part of your life, yeah. but they like you and they want to be around you. And, Often these special people will look to serve you pretty early in the relationship. Hmm. You know, like you're, you're kind of hanging around, you're talking to people about normal stuff and they're like, Hey, let me buy you, you know, let me buy you a sandwich. Let me buy you a coffee. Yeah. Let me let me get you another beer or, you know, whatever it is. And they're there. Yeah. And I just want to say, you're not looking to gather a crowd. Nope. You know, you're thinking about, you're at a place and there's no pressure. You're not like, Oh, I got to find these people. Peace. I got to find them. No, they will present themselves. Yeah. God's got them out there, but you're not looking to gather a crowd. You know, keep your eyes open for those. Literally, it's going to be one or two people who may be ready for deeper spiritual relationship. Yeah. And you can tell because they're starting to ask you questions about life and your kids and parenting and why do you believe what you believe in all that. And then begin to look for ways to reorient Hmm. more and more of your life and time around them and kind of seek to invite them into some of the normal rhythms of your family. It's like great. maybe coming over for your family dinner night. Yeah. I'll tell you, nothing is, is more, I don't know, man, like loving and impressive to people is when you say, hey, our family, you know, like Team K, we do family dinner night once a week and yeah. it's it's powerful and beautiful and funny and I want to invite you to that. And they're like, but that's like a sacred time. Yeah, yeah. I know. I want you to and like, they, treat them like family. Yeah, you get to invite them into that. Yeah. So I, it's not, you're not trying to gather a crowd. I, I say like this, who's your one? Hmm. Now, think about it. If a whole church, if everybody knew one or two people that were leaning into relationship, they're sure. easy, they're low-hanging fruit, and they start inviting them into the normal rhythms of life, yep. helping them move from unbelief to belief about things around God and spiritual things, I mean, our whole cities would change. Absolutely. Not everybody trying to f- draw a crowd 
everybody having their one or two and they know who they are and then they're, you know, they're letting God tell them, what, you know, where to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll share a little 30 second of who that person is in my life right now. There's a place in our city that has some of the best beers, hard to find, almost impossible to find. And somehow this guy gets them and he's got this, this, just this pub that you can go to. You bring your own food in and he's got probably six, 700 types of beer in there. And, uh, wow, that's a lot. It's a ton. Yeah. And he's got, uh, he's a rock star in the community. People know him. But I thought, I'm going to make this one of my places. I just tended to find that most of my meetings were ending up there. People would suggest, like, hey, let's run over to Pint Defiance. So we, uh, <laughs> so after some time there, like, I noticed the owner, who I'd never really given interest in. We had one conversation, but it was two or three weeks later, and I walk in, and a crowded room, and I hear, hey, Heath, as soon as I walk in the door, and it's him. And mm. he's actually making more of an invested interest in getting to know me and remember my name than I ever was in him. But yeah. now the relationship's growing. There's a friendship. Uh, so I think it is being intentional in being aware of, of what sort of orchestrations God might be up to. You know, there. and everybody's got a smartphone nowadays. Yeah. Open it up. Grab the notes app That's or what I do. Just jot down some notes. Jot down some notes. Yeah. Yeah, next time you come let, in, you can ask, ask Let me ask everyone who's listening right now. Do you know how to identify those types of people in your life? And then would you know what to do next with them? Hmm. You know, how, how to begin to talk about spiritual things and invite them into rhythms of life and move into a close relationship. Would you know how to do that? Hmm. And if so, amen, great. And thank God for that. And if you do know and you're not doing it, well, then I wonder what's keeping you from that. You know, and if you yeah. don't know, wow, I, I, I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to help you with that. That's great. Right? We'll talk about some opportunities to grow in that later, but Wow. They're there. They are. Th- th- those people are there. Those people of peace. All right, man. Moving on. Number five. Okay. Number five is, so now you're, you've been frequenting a place and you're starting to notice, hey, certain friendships have budded, you know, one or two key people or couples that are leaning into relationship. Well, what do you do next? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you're asking God, what do I do now that these folks are hanging around? You know, they've even been over. Learn to trust the Holy Spirit to guide your next steps with people. Hmm. And, and maybe even together as a community, if you have a community forming, okay? Yeah. So as you're starting to build these relationships with others, you may feel stressed out about it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. You know, like, do, do we need to start a class, ask them to a Bible study? Like, well, maybe, hmm. you know, how do I love on them? How do I actually start to disciple them? And sometimes we can find it hard to, to you know, even get started on something new like this because we don't feel like we know all the steps. Sure. Like I don't have the 11,000 steps to disciple someone perfectly. So I'm all stressed and I want to get started. Hmm. Okay. It'll be hard to have fun and joy as a disciple or someone who's leading others in community. If you're always stressed out about what to do next yep. and feeling like I got to do it perfectly. Yeah. So I won't even start. That's what most people do. They're stressed. They don't know. So I want to say lose the anxiety over moving these relationships towards spiritual discussions and life and community. Instead, learning to trust the spirit, ask God, imagine that, ask God to show you the very next steps you need to take and then do that. Yeah, I love that. It's the what next question, right? right so what's next, Lord? Yeah. Yeah, we have to remember that it is the job, as we've talked about before, of the Holy Spirit to lead people to Jesus. Like we get to be those, up. if we view people as this, this thing that we have to convert the pressure will keep us from actually really loving them because they're in. We have an ulterior motive with them. So, but we have an indwelt spirit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're full of the spirit. Okay. Let him do it. And remember, the spirit empowered Jesus throughout his entire life hmm. to do everything he did. Just you know, notice that when you're reading about all the miracles he did, and and the spirit was the sending agent of the church and yeah. the power in which they lived in and made disciples. Hmm. It's like they didn't have the stress of it. 
they had Jesus' life to see what he had done, and then he said, go out and do the same things, and then they just said, okay, well, like he did, I do what I hear the Father doing and what I've seen the Father do. There's no way to truly live as a Christian and make disciples apart from learning to daily speak to and listen to and walk in obedience to God's indwelled spirit. Yeah. Can you imagine saying, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't really talk to God or I don't hear his voice? <laughs> well, I do when I tell him, I give him my to-do list, but I don't ask him, like, what, what should I do with that neighbor you yeah. know, or that guy that I met at the club or at the, you know, the gym or a cafe or something? What hmm. do I, how could that, you know, this step is absolutely vital in living a missional lifestyle. Yeah. And making disciples. And without it, it may be the reason that so many people and full churches are not seeing the type of spiritual fruit in their lives and ministries that they really long for. Yeah. That's why, you know, it's an important step, learning to trust the spirit and ask him, well, what's next? Mm. Like very next thing. Yeah. Pressure's off. God's not confused. And what's so fun is it is it such a fun adventure, you know, it's not like it's not like a grid that the Spirit's running everyone through. I've had the Spirit lead me to do some really weird stuff, and it makes life so much more fun. The stories are awesome. And this is where, like, last episode we were saying, like, that, that step is not telling you what to do. It's yeah. not like, well, that doesn't work in my area. People don't want to do that. No, but the Spirit knows exactly what the next step exactly. is. Exactly. Is it dinner? Is it coming to do the story of God with you? We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Is it to go, you know, to the beach with the kids? Is it to go, like, hey, let's, we're going to the park together. Let's say it's movie night for the guys. or like, I don't yeah. know. I remember he had me take one guy out to go buy him a new guitar. So I went to go get a, a bottom like shelf guitar, and he's like, he's like, you know, I'm not, you're not going to skimp out on this guy. So I ended up spending way more money than I had. But following the spirit is a fun journey, man. It's so much <laughs> more fun. All right, so number six. Okay, so number six is creating predictable patterns in your life hmm. and environments that are perfect for relational growth. So mm. when you got these people now and, and, and you're asking the spirit, what's next, Lord? Are there predictable patterns in your life that people can just easily step into? So yeah. like earlier, a few steps back, right? Step number two was, what's your family dinner look like now? Yep. Well, what if you started having like a parallel sort of family dinner night, but like an open table night or something yeah. where you can invite people to, or you did a brunch on the weekends? Or like we do cigar and theology, right? It's just yep. kind of open and not everybody's going to be down for that. But the way we do it, it's not a weird kind of strange, yeah. strange thing. So life in community eventually is life together and it's life as God's family. Hmm. He's our father and he expects us to treat others family too. So you'll have to start to create certain predictable patterns in your life or, or at least one sure. that you go, that's on the calendar. You know what? Every Thursday, it's always wide open. doesn't matter who I run into. I can go like, hey, we're doing soup and you know salad mm-hmm. or spaghetti nights Thursday or we're getting together and we have a meal. We you know we hang out and then we watch this same show. You yep. know, everybody loves it or whatever. So regular meals, serving opportunities. Maybe there's something in your in your town, community, neighborhood with that like regularly you could serve together and invite people into. Those are all crucial things if we're going to successfully reorient our lives around a common mission yeah and so you can get going now all that won't happen like throwing a light switch but mm-hmm. again I'm, I'm predictable patterns are key so pick one yeah pick one kind of weekly or even a monthly rhythm mm-hmm. that you'll commit to knowing that when god surfaces these people of peace or you're running into them yeah. or people in your neighborhood you're going like i always got one thing that's just like a killer easy step on point to family life. Yeah. That's that's what is that's what you're inviting him to. You're not inviting him yet to any heavy spiritual commitments or studies or anything, exactly. right? Yeah, and be creative with your schedule too. Like I know that on Wednesday nights I rehearse, and so I get home about eight thirty, and my wife does like a nine o'clock. This is us marathon with some girls, and so I think 
I think allowing your Love schedule to be <laughs> so do they <laughs> cried my eyes out this week. <laughs> <laughs> but I think allowing some sort of patterns that don't necessarily, you know, like be creative with your schedule, find things that work for the community, even if they're weird hours and stuff like that. But, and, and it's going to be something that's fun to you. So that's yeah. the thing is you're not picking, you're not creating predictable patterns that you just, Oh, I hate it. Every week yeah. it comes around. Hey, you want to go to a Bible study with me at 6am? It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's what my lost neighbor who <laughs> drinks too much wants. He wants yeah, to get up exactly. super early to talk to a bunch of guys about stuff he doesn't understand at all. Exactly. Because he likes feeling stupid, you know? Yeah. No, number seven, man. Let's go for it. This yeah, is it. So so here, yeah, seventh seventh move and step is now. So this, this starts tipping into like, okay, now, you know, and this might be down the road a bit, but learning to tell the story of God as a story. Now there's a lot of tools out there. There's all kinds of studies and you can do alpha or you can get a book and you know, whatever, man, I'm telling you, you just got to trust me. You can learn to teach the word of God in a powerful yet simple reproducible way through narrative Hmm. and dialogue. Now, are there other ways to do it and move people? Yeah. I don't know how to do that yet. You can get equipped in it. All the resources are out there for free. I I will equip you in it. I swear I Mm -hmm. I will. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And you know, think about it. True discipleship, and that's our that's our goal always. I mean, we said this is lifestyle of discipleship and mission yep. made simple. True discipleship is going to be built on the words and the ways and the works of Jesus. Hmm. Now, how are you going to teach the whole Bible? Well, that's going to take a lifetime. How are you going to teach Bible to someone who's not even sure they want it? And guess what? Hardly anybody reads anymore. Yep. Like just they don't. Yep. Okay. Learning to teach through story and impart kingdom patterns and God's values for how his family works and doing this in a way that's reproducible yeah. is going to be foundational if your goal is to make and be mature disciples. Hmm. That's good, man. You've been through the story, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's mind blowing. When you actually view it as, you know, Genesis to Revelation, that the ark it's a whole different story yeah. than what you've been taught for years. I guarantee it. It is. And we do it, you know, uh, most often we'll do it in community over 10 or 12 weeks. Yeah. And it's, that includes like 23 or four narratives ultimately, mm-hmm. but it's all dialogue driven. It's not a Q and a, yep. no prior knowledge is needed. And it's so different. It's actually, actually no prior knowledge is welcomed, you know, yeah. in the way that you go. Yeah. We always say ahead. the hardest people to do the story of God with is Christians because they think they get it, yeah. but they've been taught it out of order. And often with a very small gospel. Yeah. So it's like, oh, their their wiring is trying to hear this beautiful story and compare and contrast it to all the other stuff they yeah. taught wrong. <laughs> Good know? luck. So this is like, like I said, this is a narrative and dialogical approach. And it kind of, man, it just levels the playing field for people. Mm. It's like, it doesn't matter who you've got in. And, and we'll, we'll, I can even teach you how to, how do you move people from being like a person of peace and they're kind of hanging out at maybe one of your predictable patterns, you know, sure. like a meal or some sort of thing you know, fun you're having or a sporting event or whatever. Yep. How do you move them towards doing the story of God with you? And yeah. part of it, by the way, is connected to asking the spirit mm-hmm. to do that for you and follow his steps, yeah. which was, you know, steps back there, step five. But you really can do that. And I can get you all those resources for free yeah. and get you some training and help you learn how to do it. You, you'll move into it with confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Is it something hard, do you think? No, not at all. And, I, and, and once you're actually in relationship with people, the ask is not nearly as hard because it's like, yeah, I love you. I want to be around you. Well, that's it. And you're going to say, hey, I want to try something next time we get together for a meal. I'm going to try something, see what you guys think. And it's so salty and so yeah. fun and so completely different than both believers and unbelievers yeah. think you're going to pull out. Yep. They're hooked. 
They just great. Our, our our attrition rate, like in other words, people that kind of check it out but then don't move forward, is like next to nil. Yeah, it's that cool. It's that different. It's so good. So, man. yeah. So we we have done story. Uh, I've shared maybe some of this before in previous episodes. But we've done it in like public spaces. Yep. Just like open to the public. We've done it in homes, tons. I've actually done it in pubs. Mm. <laughs> I teach it all over the place. We've flown around the world. I've done it in the bush. Yeah. I've done it in cities and suburbs. I've done it rural. I mean it. The story works everywhere yeah. because it's God's story and it's our story. And it, it, it's so it so deeply speaks into our identity and who God is and who he's created us to be and what life really was meant to be lived like. And that was the essence of Christianity mm-hmm. and in the essence of Christianity. God's big dream was not that we just go to church and kind of wait for heaven. Sure. It's so much richer and day to day and beautiful and done in community and with our kids in tow and our friends there and yeah. and learning together and life and all of it man that's that's what it's it's about and that story actually it's all in there yep but it's not often the way that we're sermonized or taught the bible so Mm. i really you can that's the final step it's kind of leading towards a missional community life style is is those steps moving towards eventually getting to take a bunch of friends and your kids and all that through the story yeah beautiful Caesar, let's uh, move on as we've wrapped up. We're now closing episode two of this last two-parter with the big three for this week's episode. For sure. And as always, if you want to get a printable PDF of the big three, what I'm about to share, you can get that as a download. Just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three, and we'll send these to you straight away. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? What are the big three? Tell our listeners in case they're new to this. Yeah, so it's a it's the takeaway that we want people leaving with. We make it available. For, Minimally. Yeah, minimal. Yeah, you okay. can only get a couple things out of it. Here's right. what we want you to have. So from today's steps... You know, you go back there again, listen to the last episode, there's a different big three. But first one I'd say is don't miss this. God has at least one or two people that he's prepared specifically for a discipleship relationship with you. Mm-hmm. You go like, well, I don't know. I'm not all that mature. Yep. But you're, you can take a person to where you are, right? Yeah. Putting on the, I want to say like in parentheses, air quotes here, putting on the eyes of expectation mm-hmm. when you're moving throughout your week and regular rhythms, you know, out picking a place and all that is the first step to finding these people of peace. Mm. Expect that God's got them. Yeah. Because they're there. If nothing else, just believe me. Trust me, they're there. <laughs> yep. Tina and I find people of peace whenever we travel. We do. Because mm. because we eat out a lot and we're you know we're out in the evenings and doing this and that. Sure. We always come home going like, oh, wow, we don't live here. What are we going to do with these people? They're so leaning in. So maybe you already know who these people are, but God has them for you. Yep. Okay. Number two. Creating the predictable patterns we talked about and a place at your table each week gives you sort of a built-in on-ramp for new and growing relationships. Mm. So don't wait. Like, you know, a place at your table is really a place at the table of the king. Yeah. How awesome. That's awesome, man. Right? So what types, you know, I'm going to ask this question. What types of adjustments in your preferences and time management will you need to make to create this new opportunity and rhythm of a predictable pattern that Mm. you'd be real easy to invite people into your life? It's good, man. Don't just brush over that. Yeah. It takes adjusting. Right. It will. It will. Yep. And then the third is, is again, you know, it's the hands-on part. Get the training and the encouragement that you need to, to get started and then stay on mission. Hmm. This is the life God has for you. Yep. This isn't like optional. Like, well, I, yeah, I think I'll just keep going to church. I mean, this is the life God yeah. has for you. And it's the adventure. <laughs> it's the thrill ride. Absolutely. And again, it's too it's way too easy to just hear these kinds of things and kind of go, yeah, that sounds good. I should, you know, I should get there and sure. teach. Don't should yourself, just be. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to help everyone get started with all of this now. So I'm going to do something different than 
I don't think we've done this before in this way ever. I'm going to offer you access to my most popular course. It's called The Seven Moves to Missional, and it includes a much deeper dive into all seven of these steps. All of the seven moves help you begin to live on mission, and there's worksheets and videos and audio downloads and special extra helps and all there's you got to check it out it's been my most popular course and because i want you to get going on this stuff and laying some groundwork this summer i'm discounting it by 80 percent. yeah it's 80 percent off and it was already super affordable you got to go check it out i'm not even going to tell you what it is because you won't believe it <laughs> yeah it, you're going to want this okay it even comes with a guarantee so if you get it and you're like no nah, i don't want that i'll give you your money back i don't care i, I just want to help all right and there's even an opportunity for like an advanced kind of version of the course for a few bucks more. And that includes a 30-minute live strategy session with me on Zoom. That's worth more than I'm even asking for the whole course if you were to book one. And you can get unlimited email access to me and my team. It will help you through all of this as you get going. And all of this for 80% off. Yeah. So go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash seven moves. That's everydaydisciple.com forward slash seven moves the number seven moves m-o-v-e-s yeah you can get the course get started you can move all of this at your own pace okay but because of this special offer there's really limited registrations available i'm not even sure how many are left we put out 50 openings 50 slots because if i'm given my time and all that there's only so many hours right so jump on this opportunity don't put this offer you could miss out it's time for you to have the tools and the confidence you need to have a close missional community and you start living this way with others. And I'm, I'll promise you that this, this course, The Seven Moves, will baby step you through some things that are the exact things we help start people with when they come to us and we're helping them, all right? And this will work with your kids and you're gonna start to have a little bit of a different lifestyle around your table and around your home and around your neighborhood, okay? So that's what The Seven Moves to Missional course can help you experience, all of that. And I know you'll be really glad. You'll, you're gonna find it simple and you can go at your own pace and I'll walk step-by-step step with, with you through it. There's mo many modules and videos, and you're going to love it. Just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash seven moves. Okay? Great, man. Like, deal? <laughs> Thanks, Caesar. For I hope, sure, man. I hope people actually take you up on that I really, I hope many will. Yeah. It's been great being with you today. Join us again next week as we continue to learn how the good news of the gospel speaks into everything, all of life, naturally, powerfully. Thanks for being here. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 